Okay, coming back next week. Now, um, a lot of people have been texting. Are we coming back? It's 14th. They don't even say hi. They just go, it's 14th today. And I'm like, yeah, we're coming back. Now, and I want this to go out. When we come back, uh, we realize there's a situation going on. Some people believe it's worse than it is. Some people believe it's not that bad. But we have to be respectful. Everybody say amen. amen. So those who come back, if they want to come back with masks, if, if they don't want to necessarily hug, if they need their space, everybody give them space. Amen. I would, I would actually say give everybody space. But we already do that because you suckers sit in the same place anyway. You know, so when we come back, just we have to be the church. We have to, to, to love. So I'm not going to tell you how to do that. You know, but what I will say is uh, we'll be respectful. Like here, you can come here in a dress. You can come here in jeans, right? So if someone comes in with a mask, be respectful. But those of you who come in with masks and those that aren't, be respectful to them too. You know, it, it, goes, it goes both ways. So, you know, I'm looking forward to getting everybody back. I think services might be a... A little shorter. We got plans for the kids that Mark's working on that he's going to get out this week. So, uh, and some people might not be comfortable yet. So, if you're not comfortable coming back, I understand that too. You want to give it a few more weeks, I understand that too. You're still part of us. Stuff will still be going out. We'll still send the stuff out to you. But thank God we just want to get back. Now, when everybody comes back, let's see what happens. Don't come back going, well, we used to do it like this. We're well. We're kind of done with that. Everybody in this room say amen for me. Amen. We're, we're kind of done with that. We're going to come back, and we're going to see what happens. But one thing I know, if we gather, then God will show, and then we'll, we'll, be, we'll be the body of Christ, and we'll be able to give them praise, and we'll be able to hear from them. We'll be able to sing. But, but uh, some things will be different. So we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out together. But I think it's good because uh, maybe God wanted to change all this stuff, so he shut it down for a second. You know, so I've been on, I've been, man, the, the last few weeks have been amazing. And I've been online, I've been online, uh, Zoom meetings, Skype meetings, conference calls, and, and, and all of it has been about, you know, trying to get the church back, how's it look, and all that kind of things. And then everything happened, right? So now I'm on trying to solve racial issues and, and which, which is, is very difficult but I, I will share this really quick because I want Chris to come um, this is what I've been telling and, and, and listen be mature about this we, we got we to gotta confront these things this is what I've been telling my white friends call your black friend don't say something don't come up with a conclusion until you call your black friend. Now, you guys got the advantage because you actually got a black friend. <laughs> a lot of people don't have a black friend, so I'm like, you need to find a black friend. Right, right? But most, you know, most people have, I mean, so, because here's the problem. Yesterday I had, I've, I've had, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was on talking to someone from, my first meeting was at 11 a.m., conference meeting with a bunch of pastors, and uh, I had another meeting after that. It was probably like three. And then I was on the phone literally all day until 
probably like 8 o'clock at night. And, and all these conversations. And one of the best ones I had was, was uh, his name is Clayton. He works at the station. And me and him, you know, we, we kind of work together. But, but I don't see them a lot because I don't go up there a lot. But we have a great relationship and we can talk. And Clayton's called, he says, Keenan, can I just ask you a couple of questions? And I go, yeah, Clayton. Because he says, I don't see color. So I'm not understanding that. And, and so we began the dialogue. So one of it is that some Christians are so uncomfortable talking about racism and race because they know deep down it shouldn't be here. So it's a hard conversation. Now, I'm talking about real Christians, uh, Sam, man. I'm not talking about the Christians that are posting on Facebook. And it really sounds more like hatred and division than it does Christianity. I mean, let's be real. You can judge them by their fruit. Right? I'm talking about the Christians. It's uncomfortable, right? It's like, because when we come in here, it's like we don't care. Here's the thing, though, full potential ministry. Um, we're not the perfect church by no means, but we're crazy. And we don't care who you are, what your background. We don't care if you're female or male. We don't, we don't care what race you are. We don't care. We teach the word here. You know, we love here. How come we're not packed? We're, we're not packed because people, there's a lot of people out there, and you guys know them, who can't get past my color. I remember going to a funeral a while back with some, a family that used to go here. Kimberly's going to re remember this. And I went to the funeral to pay my respects. Somebody in this family passed away. I, couldn't, I couldn't, can't remember who it is. And so I walk in, and everybody's in, in, the, in, the, in the wake, you know. And then, I, and then he, he, he sees me. He comes over, hey, Pastor, glad you're here. He brings me to his family, and he says, hey, this is my pastor, Pastor Keenan. And his whole family paused with their mouths open. And this is what he said. But you guys thought he'd be taller? <laughs> Wait a minute. It broke all the ice. Because then his family was very nice to me. It was just that initial shock. So when you say, I don't see color, I don't like that term anymore. I'm going to tell you why. I want you to see my color. But I want you to embrace my color like I do yours. And then just enjoy my substance. So here it is. I, I've been telling everybody, and, it's, and we made it politically uncorrect. But I've been telling people all the time, I got tons of white friends. And, I, and more importantly, I have white family that if I was in the hospital right now, it would probably be a bunch of white folks in there. And here's the thing. I embrace who they are. Chris is black Irish, or, you know. Sam, look at Sam. Look how Sam's looking right now, you know. My brown, we got brown. 
You should see Julian. Wait till you guys see Julian. He is my color. I am not kidding. His butt glows when he takes his pants off. He's been outside so long. And so, if we look at this thing, people, ask your black friend, it's okay to see my color. And, and see, it's the right thing to say, because I, I don't see color. That, I know what you're saying. You're not a racist, and I appreciate that. But God made us all different for a reason. So see my color. I'm okay with that. But I just need you to embrace it. But here's the thing. Let's admit in this country that there's groups of people who just don't. And they won't. Hence the fact that if I was white, this church would be packed. It would be packed. If we're going to talk about it, we got to talk about it, right? But we say that we're born again. We say that we've been transformed by the renewing of our minds. We say we pull off the old, put on the new. We say we build new wineskins, and we say that all things old are passed away. We're lying because we're all, we're all products of where we were born, who raised us, what background we're from, what color we are. We're all a product of that. And so, but here's the thing with Christianity that Paul was talking about. When he said there is no creed, there is no slaves, there, he was saying we all have, we all, I'm not talking about just white folks, we all have to get past that. Even that has to become new. Because I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people want all this stuff to go away because they want it to calm down and just let it be another black guy that got killed. When, when, no, see, I just, and then here's another term we talked about. The term peaceful protest. Let me, let me tell you something. Protests aren't peaceful. Pro protest is spitting, it's yelling, it's demanding for justice. Now, what you're talking about is no looting and no hurting people. That part I'm with. All right? But when you say peaceful protest, peace, protests are inconvenient. They're uncomfortable. Because that's, that's what gets the attention, that something is definitely wrong. This country was formed on protest. But robbing, stealing, killing, that's not protest. That's thuggery and, you know? And then everybody now is like, and this group's coming in and doing that, and it probably is, but it's just human nature. You're going to have people who do it right, people who are going to do it wrong. But here's what I'm saying. Just listen, every, and, I, and everybody out here listening. Turn off Fox News. Turn it off. Now here it is. Turn off CNN News. Turn it off. Those two, those two network news systems are on different ends of the spectrum. Because I'm telling you, 
I promise I won't be political in this church anymore because Christians can't handle it. Christianity goes out the window when you start doing politics. But they both spin. Fox News portrays Donald Trump as a man who can do no wrong. CNN is a news organization that finds no good in them. And the truth is somewhere in the middle. When I really want to know what's happening, this is a net, know what network I turn on? The BBC. They don't have a horse in the race. They're overseas just watching, and they're giving analysis based on what they see. Or just your local news at night doesn't pick a side. It just tells you the facts. Now, this is difficult. He asked me, tell me, when you hear Black Lives Matter, what does that mean to you? It's a great question. Ask your black friend. I said, first, let me start off by telling you what it probably means to most, it, especially white people. It probably means that your life don't matter. And that's not what it means. Can we go back hundreds of years when Thomas Jefferson wrote, all men are created equal, all men in this country are Americans under this flag. It was great, and I believe it was written under the inspiration of God. But here's the issue. It wasn't even true when it was written. Because people who looked like me were subhumans. So America was founded on a lie. And if you, and, all, and if people, in some history, you just have to know. Even if you're the most naive person, you know what went on in the 60s. And then the groups that, but here's the thing, we don't talk about what all went on before the 60s. And then groups came up and said, we need civil rights. Not that we want to be better, we just want to be equal. See, this is going to get people mad, and I don't care. See, because another issue we're having is a lot of you white people who, don't, who aren't racist and don't like injustice and hate this stuff, you're not saying nothing. Because you're surrounded by people who feel that way, and you hear them, but you don't correct it, or you, you, and you might not be able to fix it. But at least you can say, hey, I don't feel that way. And you see these kids out on the protest line right now fighting and getting pushed down and they're, 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 they're you know, getting arrested. They're a product of this, our generation who says, you know, racism isn't good. I'm not doing anything about it, but you know it's not good. And so these kids have the energy and the bravery and the strength to run out there and stand in a line, thousands of people, and go, we need justice. See, this hurts people when it gets people upset because you're not black. And when you say that, you go, no, Kenan, so what are you saying? You know I'm not a racist. I don't see color. And I'm, and I'm going, I get that, and that's why I love you. But my thing is, you have to ask your black friend. And when you do it, don't ask with a, with a, with a thought of, well, you know, uh, uh, well, Kenan, I think everything's better or it's not as bad as it was. Or, so, so I go, hey, so when I see Black Lives Matter, I'm not saying that blue lives don't. I'm not saying white lives don't matter. I'm just saying that can, let's admit, can we please admit in this country that 
for all these years, black people weren't equal. Now you got your odd ones who don't, I don't let it stop me. So when a black person gets killed, this is what we do. Because everybody's mad because Floyd got killed. We go, we interview people. He was a great man. He was peace-loving. He was God-fearing. Know, know what that says to a black person? It says, he's, no, see, we got to paint him in a better light. See, because he's one of the ones you're not scared of. You shouldn't, be, shouldn't have been scared of him. See, it, see it, th th we do two sides of the coin. We either go, oh, you know, he might have had some drugs in the system. He's got a record. See, we, we try to justify that way, and only this way we try to justify this way. He really was a sweet guy. And he, see, to me, to me, and to a lot of other black people I've talked to, it says we have to paint him in a way to get people to even feel that he shouldn't have died. Lainey's here, so I won't, I'm not talking behind her back. Lainey was upset about, well, not upset, but she was a little worried about if they protested in Lapeer. And I'm like, okay, Lainey, I get it. I get it. I know it's, you know, you, 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 depending on what news you see, you know, the looting and the rioting. And, but one, you never heard where they broke in somebody's house and took anything. And then two, all the outrage, all the pain, what if that was me? What if that was me, guys? Would you be willing to do a peaceful protest? Now, I'm not talking about burning shops down and robbing stores. But would you be willing to be peaceful? You'll be demanding justice. So here it is. Another one dead, right after we just saw what happened in Georgia. And now, video after video, and here's another thing, and I had a great conversation, I'm going to get done in a second. A great conversation with this guy named Dan, who called into the radio station, looking for me. And he said, he starts off, he says, Pastor, I just want you to pray. I wish I could play the record, I don't have time. I wish I could, I just want you to pray for the first responders, and the firefighters, especially the policemen, I'm getting ready to get out of school. I'm trying to decide do I want to go into law enforcement or I do want to be a firefighter. He says, but here's the thing. He said, I got friends on the, on, that's in the police force, and they're out there, and they're getting spit on. They're getting yelled at, they, you know, and not spit on, like, directly. But he's saying that people are in their faces. And he says, man, a lot of them feel like they wish they were on the other side. There are good police out there. And he says, here's the thing. That was wrong. A white guy saying that was wrong. It was, and it broke my heart. It wasn't no, he seemed like a nice guy or he seemed like a bad guy. It was just wrong. And I go, Dan, thank you. But here's the thing. You pray about it. Go whichever way you need to go. But I love to see you go to the police force. These guys like you. Chief of Police in Shelby put out 
on, on social media. I got issues. Put it out there. Racism is like an iceberg. You see the tip? But you don't see all that un underneath it. I'm almost done, Chris. And then we want to talk about Let me read you some Bible real quick. Because we say that God is not the author of confusion. Houses divided can't stand. Don't we say that in church? Okay. Here's my question. How did we get here? I told Clayton, I said, because he's like, man, I had to leave my school back in Pontiac when I was a kid because I couldn't take the racism. Both ways. Literally, I let my parents moved because I would come home upset every day. And I go, Clayton, I hear you. But have you ever been just stopped for no reason? Have you ever just want? Have you ever seen light shining in your mirror and you're praying this is a good cop? Have you have you ever? Said, man, we probably should call the police, but we don't want to because they're probably going to just give us a hard time about stuff. And he goes, no, I can't have it. Welcome to my world. But if he's not the author of confusion, God isn't. He's not a God of division. How do we get here? Matthew 7. Be careful of false prophets. They come to you and look gentle like sheep, but they are really dangerous like wolves. You will know these people because of what they do. Good things don't come from people who are bad, just as grapes don't come from thorn bushes, and figs don't come from thorny weeds. In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, and every bad tree produces bad fruit, period. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Every tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire. You will know these people by what they do. How did we get here? Okay. I've been in a position where I was in charge. And when you're in charge, whoever is over you, he don't go poll the people and ask what's wrong. He asks you. When my old, per, my old manager who was in charge came in from California, he would always page me, and I would have to march my dark self up there and talk to him, and he would go, Kenan, what is going on around here? Kenan, how come that's not clean? Kenan, what happened to the numbers that week? He didn't poll the people. Let's take it spiritually. When Adam and Eve fell, most of us think it was probably Eve's fault. But who did God go to? He went to Adam and said, Adam, what did you do? And Adam, what did Adam do? It wasn't me. It was China. So if we see all this confusion, if we see all this division, turn off Fox News. I, I, I put a challenge. Turn off Fox News for a week. I just give you one week because some of us, I know a lot of people listening to me now. You are Fox News watchers. Turn it off for one week. 
So you, and then clear your mind and just analyze. How did we get here? Galatians 5, I'm almost done. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit, that one fruit has all this in it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh and the passions and the desires to do contrary to all that I just said. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited. Let's not provoke one another. Let's not envy anybody. That is the state of our American government. And we don't want to deal with it. Here's the scary part. That's what I told Clayton. A lot of us don't want to deal with it because we believe it. We believe white people deep down are a little superior. We're scared. You want to get, we talk about gun control. You want to get automatic gun control? Give everybody black a gun and watch it be a policy the next day. This is difficult, I know. It's uncomfortable, I get it. So we go, hey, no, I got to represent this party. Put it on record. I am not a Democrat, and I am not a Republican. I am Canaan with a view. We go, I have to vote this way. You can vote for whoever you want. I'm just saying, I'm calling it out. Because they have these views. And I go, I agree with those views. I'm not pro-abortion. I'm for rights to, to, to bear arms, but only because everybody else has got one. You ain't coming in my house. Now, if everybody don't have one, we can fist fight. But since everybody got one, you better give me one. But here's the thing, guys. No Whether there's a Democrat or a Republican in office, has it changed? There's still abortions. And we got the largest gun death in the country. So we want to talk about peaceful protests? So who was in Lansing? with fatigues on, with guns. A bunch of black people? No. But when people get on, but this is what I love about this, because the cameras are watching. I saw Seattle, Washington yesterday. There was more white people than black. The white people are, un, are, 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 are outnumbering the blacks. So I told him, I'm looking out the window the whole time, wondering where my son is. And then I find him, because I hadn't seen him all day, because he goes, he eats at everybody else. I'm glad they're eating at their house, not mine. And, and I'm like, hey, where's my son? Oh, he's in here eating. Okay, let him eat up all your stuff. And I'm looking out, and they're on the trampoline. And I tell him, I said, listen, man, but what gives me hope is everybody, Sandy, who is a real Christian, but not only that, everyone who just has a pulse and just wants to know what's right and they're just not for hatred and they're for justice, they're not even Christian. I'm standing up and saying this cannot continue. And here's the thing, our generation failed miserably. So hopefully we told our kids that you don't be that way and now they're putting action to it. And so now my black daughter who's married to a white man She said, this is, my daughter's going to get mad. She probably, don't send this to her. She said, 
that she was her, her my son-in-law works at the, the army base. He's a security guard, they security there. And he said somebody ran up to him with, hey, it's a suspicious black guy back there. Not a suspicious guy, a suspicious black guy is back there. And so my son-in-law looks at him and goes, what are you talking about? No, seriously, security is back there. And so my son-in-law glances back and goes, he works here. He has a disability. What are you talking about? And she said, my son-in-law got so upset. Know why he's upset? Because he's married to a black woman. He has a biracial child, and he's adopted a black child. So here's the beauty. Well, I told my father, Larry Titus, you can't love me when everything is good. Because if you were in the hood, and we were walking down the street, and some guys jumped up, and we're getting ready to do something to you, they would have to do something to me first. So here it is. You run in circles where you know people feel that way. Do you stand up for me? My mother said, I've been put in a bubble. People don't see my color. I don't see how. But they don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't. Yes, I've been discriminated against, but let me tell you about who? The police. But far as people, I haven't been, I'm telling you, I'm around people, and they just, hey, hey. You know how little old white ladies, they love me. I don't know what that's about. but And I haven't felt it, Chris. I don't, I know it exists. I asked Courtney, Courtney, do you, when she was working at the store and where she's at now, she's like, no, everybody's pretty. And a lot of them know you. I get tired of hearing that. I hate I look just like you. But no, I, I know I'm well. See, God put some people in a bubble. People don't see it. People ask me, how's the police out there? Man, trust me, I've been stopped because I speed. And, they, and then I, I've gotten at least three times, aren't you that pastor? Yeah. See, I'm the black pastor that everybody knows. They know I'm safe, probably. I'm not saying, and then two, my father-in-law happened to be on the police force. So I know them all, but what if I was just a random black guy walking? I don't know. Okay, I've been stopped in Elmont, and they know I live in Elmont, and they have no issues. They haven't been came out to my house. And the one lady who, cop who stopped me, who I heard has a bad reputation, she was nice to me, and she's like, Pastor, you know you can't speed through here. I'm like, the speed limit is 25. My truck idles at 25. Oh, Kimberly, thank you. Chris, I'm trying to stop. Blame it on Kimberly. I'm coming down 53 before it turned in the freeway. Everybody's doing the same speed. I got a red F-150, which I'll never buy another red vehicle. Everybody's speeding. She pulls me over. She gets out. I'm looking in my mirror. Oh, great. Because I got to look in my mirror. I'm black. And, I, and my thought is, please don't let this person be a butthead. She comes up, hips are big. And you know how police walk because they got all that gear. She walks up. I'm like, oh. 
Hello, sir, can I see your license and registration? Yep. Now, in my mind, we're taught, don't give the police a hard time, you might die. I'm sorry, guys, that's what we're taught. I can hear my grandfather, when the police stop you, just be respectful, don't give them a hard time. And I go, yep, you sure can with your tight pants. <laughs> I don't know, Chris, it just came out. Don't judge me. And so she goes, oh, I'll be right back. And she walks her big hips back, and she comes back, and I'm like, you stop me. I'm catching myself, not getting upset. Everybody was doing the same speed, and if I would have did the speed, they would have been in my bumper. It wasn't that you stopped me because I was black. You only saw the red pickup truck. And she's like, sir, that's not true. You were speeding, and I, here's, your, here's your ticket. Okay. Fast forward a couple weeks later. We're doing this thing at the, at, the, at the plant, this wellness thing. And part of it was the police force. So I come in the lunchroom where it's all set up, and I hear, it's you. <laughs> and I go, it's you. What are you doing in my plant? I'm here for the wellness. And we both just burst out laughing. And she goes, you didn't have to say that about my pants. And I'm like, you still gave me the ticket. And you won't admit you gave it because I said something about your pants. And do you know, we were so cool after that. And I would see her passing and she put her nose up and she had to come back a couple of times and we would sit and laugh all cops aren't bad Amen. all black people aren't bad Amen. we need to take a message from the chief of police in Flint and when Smile FM interviewed him you guys should go online and see that he says man we got to defuse this so we can either send the battalions out and knock everybody down and gas them and call them terrorists, or we can have a conversation like the Brooklyn chief did last night and come to conclusions. Because most police don't believe, most police hate this also. But then lastly, when you see a 70-some-year-old man gets knocked over by the police and gets his head burst open, and the cop tries to reach down and get him, and the other cop stops him, and they walk over him like he doesn't matter. Oh, and by the way, he was white. You don't think we need some reform? But I'll close. How did we get here? Turn off Fox News. Start to analyze it for yourself. And know that if God came down here right now, he would talk to whoever was in charge. Amen. Now, people that go, kidding know you're against Trump. I didn't bring up his name. Amen. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care who you support. But right is right. And when you cannot be morally, morally wrong and politically correct, it just can't be. And Jesus says, render on the Caesar what is Caesar. Render on the God what is God's. I'm not... Listen, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not mad at Donald Trump, for all you people who think I am. I'm not. I'm just asking a question. If the boss comes in and you're in charge, 
He's going to ask you. And we just read scriptures on, on how we should be and, and just sit back and say, is that going on? Be careful. But when you don't know, ask your black friend. Not what your opinions and what you think, but really what you want. Because this is what Clayton told me, and I'm shutting up. Clayton says, Kenan, well, the way you explain that is exactly how I feel about it. So Black Lives Matter doesn't offend me. I said, Clayton, so why does it offend so many? He says, Kenan, because they're racist. If someone gets that angry when they hear that, they're racist. So the little white girl who's posting up Black Lives Matters on this bike trail, on the fence, posting these up, and a bike rider comes by and snatches them out of a little 12-year-old girl's hand, and the people who are with her are like, get your hands off of her, and he's ramming the guy with the bike, and they, he's so stupid because they're filming it all, and you go, and the reporter goes back, I can't believe this kind of hatred. Well, it's evil in the world, but let's call it what it is. I know America's better, but we're still racist. So here's the thing, you got to be brave, white people, because if you are a, a, a Christian, real Christian, who believe that things need to be right and stand for it, you may lose some friends. You may lose some family. But didn't Jesus say, I come to tear up families? Didn't Jesus say, that's not my family, this is my family? This is why I'm saying all this, because next week, I'm just going to go back to preaching Jesus. I'm not going to let all this take away from us learning about Jesus. But I just felt like it needed to be said. And when you had these issues, please, like Laney did, ask your black friend. They'll help you. If you can't find one, just ask me. I'll help you. So though we joke, though I have my joy, I'm heartbroken and sad. Because here it is, 2020, and it looks like 1965. Only thing missing is the dogs in the water hose, which someone said they had dogs ready to bite people. I won't say who that was. In 2020, still dealing with it. And those kids running around in my house are asking me questions. And my little brown son is saying, Dad, so I can't, call, I, I can't depend on the police? No, son, there's good cops, man. You know them. We know them, dude. We, and me and Officer Joe talk all the time. Oh, yeah, he, he, you know him, son. Your, your father, your grandfather was one. And, okay, Dad, but I see this. I, I saw it. When the, neighbor, when the neighbor tells me that her daughter asked, why did they kill that man? Because he's black. She says, uh... King is black. I love him. Come on. So, Sandy, like I always tell you, but you don't listen. Stop surfing Facebook. Don't be looking around. Because they're not Christian. You will know them by their fruit. Good tree can only produce good. Come on, Chris.